Rodrigo, and welcome back to the Yeah Man Podcast, man. Here we are, dude. Creep trudging along in this uh, in this here world. <laughs> Little shitty British accent, huh? Oh, he sounds just like Mars. He does. Los Angeles. Yeah, man. Shit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, man. I like to dedicate the show to the memory of Cell uh, Braceda. Junior, junior vegan dude. He's a fan of the podcast. Uh, I first met him uh, when Felipe uh, did a special. He had a party at All Things Comedy Studios where he invited a handful of fans and friends. And he was one of the dudes I first met. Longtime listener. He was super cool, man. And he was on the way to changing his uh, life through his diet. He switched over uh, to being vegan. Uh, always super chill dude, you know, sending little links. Hey man, I heard you, uh, <laughs> that's not even his voice, he was a big dude, but, uh, hey man, dude, <laughs> here we go again. Uh, I heard you wanted to get some stickers made, man, here's a link and stuff, you know. Um, always the biggest dudes have the little mousiest voices, huh? <laughs> and, uh, he was just cool, man, always wanted to help out. He was one of the dudes, uh, I don't think he was even asked to help out, but he was helping out at the end, uh, clean up, dude. So, um, yeah, man, it sucks. May you rest in peace, brother. And uh, his lady started a GoFundMe uh, page, and that's, uh, you can see the link on my on my Facebook uh, page. It's under Rod Torres Jr., because there was another Rodrigo, so that's how it's under, but it's under my name. Um, there'll be a picture in the banner. It's me and Los Tigres del Norte, and then a little picture of me chilling on stage, dude, with the mic in my hand, with my yellow wolf t-shirt in a in a bomber jacket <laughs> all right but nevertheless man this is uh this is dedicated to him man and it's a trip dude when you hear about the loss dude you're like what the fuck dude yeah you, know, you get to an age we're like dude another one damn man we're not a uh, we're not guaranteed a, a day dude you know so uh this goes out to him dude and uh, hopefully you guys can help out if you decide, if you desire, if you wish. You know, nothing, uh, nothing, uh, nothing is, you know, uh, we're not asking for anything or his lady's not asking for anything. But I'm just trying to help out, dude, with any other uh, expenses uh, in this uh, in this uh, little sad time. And uh, not to uh, open up the podcast with something very somber, but I just wanted to go ahead and put it out there, dude, and uh, give him a little dedication because he was a cool dude. I mean, there's a lot of people, friends. Um, I don't like using the word fans. I think it's fucking lame, but that's just my personal opinion. Anybody else, dude, do what you will. But uh, there's, you know, you always run into people that like you, or you know, because you do stand up or whatnot. And you're always going to keep on meeting new people, but he was one of the dudes that was all like super into it. And uh, he wasn't too uh, touchy. And what I mean by touchy, there's people that meet you the first time and they want to be your best friend. Um, it's like, dude, give me some distance, man. Give me a little breather. Let me get some breathing space here, man. Stop lingering. 
<laughs> but he was super cool, man. So, uh, yeah, it fucking sucks. And it's a shock when it's uh, up close and personal like Robin Leach. You know what I mean? So, yeah, shout out to Sal uh, Jr. Bracetta, dude. Rest in peace, brother. Keep shining wherever it is that you are. Now, uh, moving on to much uh, finer news. Oh, uh, shout-outs real quick, dude, to Fernando Castillo out there in Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you very much for buying that Yeah Man t-shirt. Um, and to all the folks that would like a Yeah Man t-shirt, I have a new design. It's just a cover of the podcast. And uh, it's a white shirt on black ink. And uh, it's, it's three press because it's like uh, you got three versions of that black ink with the shading and stuff. But uh, shout-out to him. He wanted a t-shirt. I didn't have any on the road right there in Atlanta. So we did it through email and uh, and PayPal and all that stuff. So it got taken care of. Also, shout out to Henry Orozco, also uh, from La Mirada, I believe, for getting a Yeah Man t-shirt. And uh, yeah, man, thank you very much. <laughs> Fuck yeah, supporting the cause, keeping it alive. And shout out to all the people that have been leaving uh, comments on the uh, iTunes uh, uh, Yeah Man comment section. We have 101. Thank you very much uh, for all you guys that take the time to do that. More is always welcome. And also the old school Yeah Man t-shirts with the original Yeah Man logo, the one that we made with the What's Up Fool logo on the back. Um, I believe I only have one more left and I'm not going to make any more of those. They're just going to stay original like that and whoever has them has them. And now we have the new version. So uh, Yeah Man, thank you very much. And uh, they are available. Hit me up through Twitter or Instagram, mail order, cash check or PayPal. <laughs> I'm over here styling, sounding like uh like uh like a guy schlepping hot dogs. Yeah, don't worry, I'll get you another hot dog for half the price. <laughs> and shout out to all the people at the Thunder Valley Casino that came up to the merch booth, took pictures, bought yeah man t shirts and said hello. Uh you guys rock man, thank you very much. My cousin was out there, that was cool. Him and his lady. And yeah, man, had fun on that stage. Dude Marcelo was on the show, Johnny Roque and Felipe of course turned it up. How he does. We had fun. Got in. Got out, dude. So, uh, yeah. Shout out to Peter. Right there on Snapchat. Chinguin1. Christopher Lomeli. Have uh, fun on your vacation. Jorge Valencia. Jay Gutierrez underscore 14. Rudy G. Hendog. Rebecca Murillo. And Big Phil X 13. Yo, dude. Sorry, man. I, uh, dude, I know you said I hit you up for a haircut and all that shit. Uh, I did, dude. I was trying to do it online. She got all convoluted. I said, fuck it. And now I got a new haircut dude in Burbank. Right there at Richard's Hair Salon. Oh, Sam Fernando. I've been here since... How old are you? Yeah, two years before you were born. A long time. And I actually like the way he cuts my hair, dude. So, uh, no more to those witches of Eastwick in Riverside. <laughs> and quite frankly, I've been getting my hair cut all over, dude. Chicago, Atlanta, dude. Um, it was in Naples, Florida by Chris Volkin. Volkler. Originally, he's a friend of mine on Instagram. Originally from Montana. Had a good talk with him, and he actually did a really good job. But I don't want to, dude, I don't want to just a fade now, dude. It's a trip, dude. It's funny when you do, like, dudes in their 40s, dude, they're still trying to get a fade and shit. It's like, dude, what are you kidding, dude? Enough, dude. Enough with the little, the little kid haircuts. I want to look like a man. <laughs> yeah man so what else oh yes shows 
Yes, Wise Guys uh, Comedy Club this week in Salt Lake City, Utah at the Jordan Landing location. And that's going to be 5, uh, 10 or uh, May 10th through the 12th. And that's going to be with me opening up for Felipe Esparza. I believe Johnny's going. I don't know who else is featuring, but nevertheless, Martinez Randall, we will see you there. Also, starting June 12th, and that's a Tuesday, uh, June 12th, I'm doing my own show now again in Riverside. We finally got a location. I mentioned it on the What's Up Fool podcast. Also, shout out to uh, the What's Up Fool uh, podcast. We got a new logo. Fuck yeah. Super stoked. And stoked to the artist that uh, that drew it up. Thank you very much, brother. Fucking, you did a fantastic job, my ass. It's quite extraordinary, I see. And yeah, man, it was fucking... Uh, it was a cool fucking logo, dude. You know, of course I'm included in it. You know, it's not... I would have been cool if I wasn't included in it. But it kicks ass. I like it. And uh, shout out to uh, the artist. His name is Mondo Creative. You can follow him on Instagram at Mondo K-R-8-T-I-V-E. Now, back to the um, uh, show that I'm going to be having in Riverside. That's going to start in June on uh, June 12th, that's a Tuesday, we're going to do it once a month on the second Tuesday of the month, and it's going to be brought to you by uh, Cosme Cordova in the uh, Division 9 Gallery right there in downtown Riverside, Um, he's the dude that puts on the Day of the Dead Fest there, he had me do a spot last year, I had fun, and fans of the What's Up Full podcast, the MM podcast of course. So now we're uh, super uh, acclimated, and uh, we're getting it going. So we'll have a flyer out soon, but the first date is June 12th. It's going to be at 8 p.m. It's at the Box Theater, which is a small little theater right in the same complex or in the uh, building as the legendary Fox Theater in downtown Riverside. That's at 3635 Market Street in Riverside, California, 92501. You guys want to call? It's 951-347-6572. First show is June 12th. And uh, 8 p.m. And the title of the show is going to be called Viva Los Jokes. And shout out also to Cosme Cordova and Jesus E. Castaneda, uh, also known as Exoskeleto uh, 77. And he's on my IG as well. So, yeah, man, uh, we got it um, coming up, and that's fucking beautiful. Also, what else do we got going? Oh, I have a show coming up at the Long Beach Laugh Factory as well. And again, it's one of those, uh, it's, uh, it's gonna, it's sometime from now, but June 10th, that's gonna be the Sunday before the show in, uh, Riverside, and that's June 10th at the Long Beach Laugh Factory, and that's, a Latino Night, hosted by Benny Mena, he's been a guest on the podcast, and I'm gonna go down there and do a spot, so it's gonna be bitching. Uh, thank you guys very much again for supporting the podcast, and now we, uh, have our guest, dude, our guest, um, dude, he's from Washington, D.C., He's uh dude, I met him about three years ago. And um, he was real cool, man. He's like, oh, yo, what's up, man? What's up, Rodrigo, man? Yo, what's up, man? Oh, man, you a cool dude, man. And uh, <laughs> he was a super cool guy. You know, some of those dudes, um, sometimes some of those dudes, some uh, people you just uh, vibe with real quick. They're cool, straight up. That's how this dude is. Uh, and he had a cool story, man. And we didn't really extrapolate too much on the podcast. We talked about it. And then we went to some other avenues that I didn't even know he was a part of back in the day. Um, and that was cool. So, uh, yeah, dude, he always, like, fucking tripped me out on his little life stories, man. He was a, a Asian dude of Korean descent. 
you know, grew up in a primarily uh, black uh, neighborhood and, you know, just hustling from day one and came out to uh, the West Coast cold, you know, made his friends, making his money and uh, always thought he was really, 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 really cool dude. Straightforward. Shoot from the hip, man. And that's about it, dude. Um, Again, I don't want to be making an apologizing uh, podcast for not putting them out. I know a couple of you guys been hitting me up like, what the fuck, man? And uh, truth is, I told one fool that we were going to do one uh, two Thursdays ago. I did do one. I listened to it. I didn't like it. And I deleted it. I never even put it up. So I just want you guys to have quality podcasts. (laughs) Uh, But on the real, man. Seriously, dude. I just don't want to put out anything. And I know sometimes you have to or whatever. But it's not going to be the case with this podcast. So with that being said... Get ready to rock, folks. And uh, please welcome comedian Dante Chang. Yeah, man. And we're on, dude. Nothing, man. Just chilling, man. Right here in the valley with you, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I've been wanting to do this for a long time, dog. No, I appreciate you having me. Hell yeah, dude. Little East Coast original by way of DC, right? Yeah, that's right. How long you been out here in LA though? Shit, man. Two thousand one. Are you serious? Yeah. That's when I first started like coming out to LA to do stand up. Yeah, yeah, two thousand one, man. Shit. I don't like to remind myself. It reminds me that I feel like a colossal failure. <laughs> in what way? That you're getting older or what? I no, just um I don't know. It, it's just a long time, you know. Yeah. And then I guess it. I don't know. It's just a long time chasing entertainment, you know. <laughs> and it's like you know, you, you just sometimes. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm happy, you know. I'm not. At least I'm not like I make. You're content. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I need to. I need to work smarter. Yeah. Why? You think you're too convoluted out here, or what? You kind of get into a routine. Yeah. And you kind of just stick to your routine. Sometimes I think go where you're comfortable. You know, I get sometimes you got to step out your comfort zone. And I think that usually pushes you, you know, good, you know, in a good direction, usually. And it's about that time right now or what? I don't know. Maybe if I could get motivated to do it. You know? <laughs> what brought you out here, dude? Man, I just got in a lot of trouble back home, man. So I just, uh, just and then just a, a good ch- change of scenery. I was about, I wanted to, I was thinking about moving to New York, but like New York was like, I, don't, I could just come back home anytime. It's like if I moved to San Francisco here, I could just kind of, you know, it's the same. It's not too far. So it's only, but if I go across the country, it means I, I get, I'm staying away as far as possible from the people I grew up with. So like, you know. And when you came out here, you came out here with your, uh, you brought a U-Haul and all that yeah, shit? Just my, no, just myself in a suitcase. That was it? That was it, man. You uh, didn't know anybody? I, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, this guy that I went to church with, became a pastor so i lived with him for the first month and then i moved in with this old lady and then i saved up and bought this place really hell yeah dude yeah that's it really and then you know that made me lazy when you have your own property when you're young you feel like you could kind of relax instead of trying to really go out well you were like super complacent after you got this spot i get after I hit certain marks, I work really hard to get hit certain marks. And then if I hit a certain mark, I just get really comfortable and lazy. And I need to stop. You know, as I get older, I'm breaking that habit more and more. But 
It should have happened a long time ago. <laughs> You're like a straight, like, busybody dude, huh? You can't just be sitting down doing nothing. Huh? Yeah, man, ADD. <laughs> a really bad case of it, you know. <laughs> what, uh, okay, so you came out here from, all right, the East Coast, I mentioned, but uh, D.C., right? Mm-hmm. The heart of D.C. or, like, outskirts of Maryland or what? I was born, like, uh, I was born in, in Silver Spring, Maryland. Okay. And then spent some time, uh, pretty much the whole, like, you know, moved around a few times, you know. Um, now my mom lives in North Virginia, which is like five miles out of, of D.C., you know. And where you guys grew up or where you grew up, that's, uh, I mean, because D.C. at that time that I'm picturing right now, because I'm from Riverside, mm-hmm. and uh, in 1998, and I believe, not, I don't know if it was 99 or 2000, mm-hmm. uh, the city of San Bernardino beat out um, Washington, D.C. with how many murders they had in a wow. year. You know, kind of like a little sister city thing they had unofficially. Damn. And I know uh, that area where you're coming out of was really rough, right? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say my immediate area. People think, oh, because you lived around black people, it's dangerous. Right. And they're like, that's not like, no, it's not always like that, you know? And then, um, but I didn't live in the part, I wouldn't, I didn't say this is LA. Like, I didn't live in like Watts. You know, <laughs> shit would happen around me, you know, like she would. You know, it would, shit would happen to people. People would get shot around me. People would get stabbed. But it's not like all, like, it's so terrifying. You can't walk down the street, like, type shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's only like at night and if you're in a certain spot. Yeah, I mean, if you sometimes, like, if you just, you call upon that life. There's very few, <laughs> very few people. Let me get that phone number. <laughs> no, very few people get, like, stabbed up or shot up and they're like, oh, yeah, you just walking by. He, he was affiliated in some way. Right. You were doing something. You Maybe wrong, they say wrong place, wrong time, but you're affiliated in that lifestyle. So that you have more chance of, you have a higher chance of something happening to you. Not too many innocent bystanders. I mean, they, they exist. But in my, in my experience, most people that I've known, plenty of people that's been shot stabbed or whatever got whatever all the worst thing possible things and then like there's never they've never been a person that's like oh squeaky clean no he just works at he's just going to he just just wants to be a dentist he's on the way to the library yeah yeah it doesn't happen you know you said that keyword though affiliation yeah affiliation affiliation. is big you know it, it causes it could get you you know Oh, dude, it gets you enhancements if yeah. you're in a gang, dog, right? Yeah. Affiliation or whatnot. Yeah. It'll, you know, add three, five years. Yeah, affiliations, anything. Whatever you're, <laughs> what the, they say, the five most people you're affiliated with is who you eventually become. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, right? And then, so. That was it. And what's up with you, dude? Like, you're saying you came out here to get away because you were getting a lot of trouble. Yeah. You was, told me a couple of crazy stories. I mean, not that yeah. I'm going to remind you, but, you know, you can fill in the blanks or, like, do tell on your uh, yeah, I tell like on your tales of uh, the craziest things was like I don't know I, I, delinquency. I, tr- I tried to uh, I saw I tried to be a, a a pimp for two years. Are you serious? Yeah. And then uh, what is it two years? Like two years, I succeeded somewhat. I mean, if you're doing it for two years, yeah, you're doing I something. Succeeded somewhat. Like um, actually, I did it until I moved out here. You know, um, but it, it was a crazy. I don't know if I the whole story was I was we were as a kid I don't know the people we were around with we were as like fifteen year olds we would get high and we would go go to where the hookers were to just, just bud or other types of drugs just just, just bud I mean some you know I think a few times PCP mostly <laughs> not not me I've done it a few times but right, it wasn't right. like you know Your I thing. Never, yeah I, I thought I, I didn't like that it made me feel it made me feel crazy 
you know and then so like as kids we would go i mean smoke we get a bottle and just drive around the hookers we couldn't get in the club yet we're kids you know so we got to finally hook up every once in a while to get in the club but you know what i mean so we that was the thing and i remember um like thinking to myself like, i remember seeing like uh, a woman in like a mint coat come out of like a, a you know like a, you know a fancy car and i was like wow she has a lot of money and then someone was like no that's a, that's the pimp he has all the money and so basically it was explained to me like to in order to be a pimp sometimes some people you know people that have a hard time getting pussy themselves right <laughs> so right so imagine this you have to convince this woman to fuck someone she doesn't want to fuck get the money and then pay you for it you know so so that's ultimate like uh hang on here so yeah man <laughs> the whole thing about uh you know mink coats walking out of the car yeah, I mean, so this is the thing. It's like you have to, it's like you said, it's hard enough some people can't even get any pussy. So it's like <laughs> it's, it's like a guy, you have to convince this girl to fuck somebody she doesn't want to. Take money for it and give all the money to you. That's the that's what you have to get. And I was like, that's impossible, you know? And, and, I, and the I was impossibility was the shit that intrigued you? Yeah, I mean, I was like, how do you do that? Like, how do you convince somebody? Because even as a 15 year you know, I wasn't a virgin, but it, I wasn't getting pussy all the time. You know what I mean? Like, you know, every once in a while, I was a guy that, you know, I wasn't the, it would, every once in a while, maybe two or three times at that age, very young. So not a few times, you know? So it wasn't like, because, you know, as a 15 year if it's up to you, you'd bang somebody every different every day. Oh, you know hell I mean? yeah, it, dude. Is, it, it is. So, like, so basically, I, I went out there, I would just start hanging out there where the hookers were. I would just <laughs> hang out there. I would catch the bus there and I would just hang out there at night. And those little in those years where you were all like just dressed hip hop style, kinda yeah, like how you yeah, are same, now? Same, yeah, same. The guy I've been growing up. And then uh like fresh kid ice from yeah, two same, life crew yeah, chilling. Same shit. I heard that my whole life, man. <laughs> I heard that my whole life. So so I go out there all the time and I and I and I befriend an older pimp, probably in his fifties or sixties. And he called him he called himself Uncle Henry. I, call, I guess I, call, I ended up calling Uncle Henry, whatever. He was very, very cool. He kind of meant, and I asked him, what do I do? How do I, how do I, you know, how do I go out? You know, by this time I'm like 18 years old, you know, and I'm like, hey, uh, and he goes, he goes, I've tried and like I've been cursed out and told, been told I was crazy, you know, to try to convince a woman to do this. He said, first thing is you got, first you have to build a facade. You have to build an imaginary future. So they'll they'll believe it. It's like a it's like selling a fantasy. It's selling a dream. In order, it's you sell them a dream so good they're willing to do anything to do to get to that dream. Or no, it, that's one that's one case. And then another case is you basically um you find the biggest whore in your neighborhood. <laughs> oh, so not not yeah. not you got to create your own stable. You no, know, it's yeah. You can't every every can't go situation is different. You can't you can't go into that territory and start uh, pimping off hoes that are already getting pimped. No, you can't because they're already kind of like you can you can like convince her to go run with you if you could convince her and then you're supposed to like be cool about it because it's you know you're a player you know right <laughs> you know you're supposed to be cool about it, you so, know so but you know things some people don't act, react like that some people do and what's up with this like uh, Uncle Henry telling you you gotta like create an imaginary future well yeah basically saying you gotta create a, a facade like you, you, you make whatever. They want in life if they even know, and some people don't even know. So you got to create something that would sound like the ideal future, and make them believe that you are the person that will help, you know, help make this happen. And then you just 
You just don't do none of that shit. <laughs> you, just, you, know, you, just, you just keep racking it's a up fa- all the that's money. a whole false front, right? Yeah, it is, it is, man. It's a crazy thing. But yeah, that's that's about it. And you tried it? Or you actually got some girls going? Man, I got like at one point I had like I had like seven girls at one point. Are you serious? I, I'll be honest with you. And this is before like back page, Craigslist. Yeah, way before back Red page. book. And, and please, if you, one of the whores, if you listen to this, I'm just being <laughs> honest. I, I don't think, I think my my best one was like a six. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, like, the, the, people always ask me, yeah, your hookers looking like fuck though. <laughs> they were like, you know, all right, I'm fucking high. I'll fuck her. You know what I mean? Like, you know, whatever. You know, and, uh, what, what was the price? Oh, 50 bucks. For a blowjob, I, I said don't go under forty and hundred dollars to have sex, and don't go under eighty. But this is in like the late nineties. Some good bread. Yeah, I mean back then it's it's not. Now it's just like I'm sure that's a that's a steal. That's like it's <laughs> like price chopper. That's like nine nine cent store prices now. Probably it probably don't exist. And did they hand over all the money? Yeah, I mean you that, never had issues. Know, who knows? You know what I mean? Oh, who right, knows? Right, right. Yeah, they say so. And then and and I would watch them, but. You know, but they said it. uh, It's a. I remember another thing. Really, I did too. I forgot to mention this before I really started. I'd watch like every pimp documentary. So you know, Iceberg Slim. Yeah, I'd read. I read Iceberg Slim's book. I I read Pimps Up. I I watched Pimps Up and Holds Down and an American Pimp like multiple times just to kind of like try to understand like that mindset going. Yeah, you know what it is. I, I just couldn't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, if our, if our, I, I, I think I only did it to try to be cool. You know what I, mean? like, I don't know why I did it. It's you weird know? to me because it's like I've read some of those books, mm-hmm. and it's like how the fuck could a woman actually fall for this shit? I mean, is I mean, unless you're in poverty or unless this is the crazy thing. I've seen this shit. Some no some some women. It's the thrill. They just want to do it. It's fun. It's exciting to them. It's weird. I, I'm gonna tell you what the crazy. thing is. I don't is. understand it. Uh, I, I don't. So this is the crazy. Thing. So I, I, before that. I worked at uh, like basically this person I knew, and I kind of showed, you know, kind of told him how to do, you know, what how how I did the situation, how I got about doing it, and he actually started doing the same thing, but got way better at it. Like like he was doing, like he was making probably like fifty sixty k a week. You Are know? you serious? Yeah, and, yeah back then I, I was probably clocking in like ten thousand know? a week. A week, yeah. Oh, so these little fucking Easter bunnies were hopping. No, it was good. It was cool money. You know what I mean? Are and, you serious, Dante this, Chang? Yeah, this is the crazy thing. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I've seen like a person I knew that I was kind of cool. You know a person you're kind of cool with. Him. Right, right. You had the number on your phone, probably never called him. That guy. You're, you're cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, but you, you're like, hey, what's up, man? Hey, that guy. Well, this guy I know, right? One of his girlfriends was one of my friend's hookers. And he had no idea. He would just come and just, you know, like, he'd be like, hey, and I would be like, I would be so curious, be like, hey, what did your, uh, what did your girl, what, what did she say she did last night? She, uh, she, she said she went out with her friends. I was like, oh, okay. I, I just be curious. <laughs> I just wanted to know what excuse are you using while you're out there being a hooker? You know what, I mean? like, what, what do you lie? Like, what is your lie? She was just, it would just sound so regular. I'm going out with my friends, or just it would sound because she seemed regular. Right, he would have paid any mind. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think nothing of it. I would never assume this person. And she came from like a good family. She was cool, you know, mom, I mean? dad, yeah. everything. But she was my she was my friend's girlfriend and my other friend's hooker. And I couldn't say anything. I'm just sitting here like 
I don't have an inside joke to myself. I've had so many of those in my life. Like I'm just, oh, oh my yeah, gosh, you just, you know, you just. And 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 I remember this time they were like, yeah, people like, people. Uh, there's a few other people that knew that they would be really inquisitive about it, and I remember them saying things like, yeah, man, you know, there was one night she had like 20 customers, and as soon as he she went home, he just started eating the pussy and shit. <laughs> 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 sloppy seconds hashtag. No, that's sloppy. Like that's the twenty thirds. That, that, that's frozen and, and thawed out after the years. That, wow, that just beat the fuck down. I, I don't know. I just uh, you can never say anything. I've seen uh my uh my other dude. He got this this dude that was married to my to some you know to somebody I knew, but not that well. And he convinced her to do it. She really was married, had a kid, and everything. And again, do you think it's a thrill seeker here? I think so. Sometimes they're bored. Sometimes everybody's different. You know, just like we we all probably have different reasons why we do stand up. We probably have different reasons why we do such and such. You know, it, it's different for everybody. I think. You know, <laughs> this is whatever you, whatever whatever it is. So I, I did notice though ninety. Uh, I remember one time. This is one thing they had in common. This is probably like a the known thing about them. I remember one night it was raining, so we went back to like this hotel and just smoked weed and just chilled for the night. It was raining. There was no customers. I said, "This is no pointless for to be out there." It's like I had to be out. So I didn't want to be out. I was like, "Let's go to the hotel." So we went to the hotel, and I realized the one thing that everyone had in common was no girl had a father figure in their life. That's what I'm saying. But one, the closest one you got, the one that had her, that was actually the most together, her dad lived in like Arkansas. You know what I mean? And she had contact with him. That's like the best. Everyone else did not know. Or, wasn't around or nothing. Wasn't around nothing. And that's what. Oblivious to yeah. what a yeah, father. And, and I guess it, it, it is also, they say that, that that's what they're seeking. That that Because that, that element of their life is missing from them. So like 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 my wife talks to her dad all the time. You know what I mean? Like they're really cool. <laughs> like 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 who are you talking to? So now these girls are talking to a pimp. You know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If I would be saying that to like I don't know my niece or something, it's like what the fuck are yeah. you thinking? Yeah, like what? Oh, this is another thing. One of the hookers I had, I found out later, was um, one of my best friend's cousin. I didn't know she was just one of my hookers. You know what I mean? For like a while, like a year and a half, a while, and, he was, and, then, and then basically, he didn't tell me. Someone else told me. He goes, "You know, that's your boy cousin, right?" And I'm like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "Hey, man, um, uh, my bad, dog. I didn't know that was your cousin." He's like, he was like, "Hey, dog, I don't give a fuck. That's why I ain't even breaking up. Like, it's the game, <laughs> you know? What I mean? He just he was like, it's the because like, if she, if you don't do it, someone else is going to do it because that's how she is." And I was like, <laughs> I was like, "All right." <laughs> All right, let's 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 cool. Let's let's let it go. And you're in the D.C. area, so okay. Um, what was your stable of as far as like uh, the ethnic makeup? Shit, like ninety percent African American. Yeah, ninety percent black dudes. You and, know? and were you known around the other pimps in that community as a Korean pimp out there? You know what's funny, man? Like this is a crazy thing. I remember one time the police approached me there, right? And it was basically like a it was a pretty rough looking area it didn't look it's not like sunset boulevard it looks like like you could get fucked up around i remember the police came up to me and then i just act like i couldn't speak english and then then he let me go but when he seen me again he made me like get on my knees and embarrass myself and and, and just i had to like make fun of myself like loudly because i'm a fake ass pimp 
Asian. I don't know. It was like it, it was almost like they were having fun. But hey, man, I'll I'll take it to not go to jail. You know. But like it, it, it was it was it was I don't know. It was interesting. Straight up, two years of this. I think two, about two years. And what made you hang up the cape? I moved here. But the funny thing is, I remember initially I tried to shit out here, you know, <laughs> and it didn't really work out. And it's killing me because you're saying it's not working out because, uh, you know, we mentioned those sites earlier, but this is pre-internet, right? Yeah, pre-internet. Pre- we used to, uh, we even had, uh, we even made like, like little ads on a piece of paper and just stapled them on like, like, you know, phone poles and shit like that. Like, yeah, like, people blowing you guys up. Yeah, it, it, it would be like a, it would be like a, like a, like a, um, a pager or something, and then we call back. <laughs> You know, I think it was that, and then, uh, then, and then I think we eventually got a cell phone, and they called, they called the cell phone. We, we, that's what we would do, like during the day to make money. Then, and then at night you go out to the strip, and this is the crazy thing: a lot of people come get the dick sucked before work. It's it's, it's kind of crazy. So you got to stay out there till about six, seven a.m. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you can stay out there from about I don't know, like nine, ten o'clock to like seven p.m. It's it's boring, man. And people think it's exciting. It's not exciting. You're waiting around. You're just <laughs> waiting around. I mean, it's cool you're collecting money, but just, it's a boring life. I wish they had a, like these phones they do now. Now, but life is life. That's the way life works with this technology. You can't run shit like that anymore. You know? Oh like, hell yeah! I mean, pretty much those sites squeeze the pimps out, kind of. Yeah, it did the yeah, the sites, but now the sites are start, like Backpage just shut down recently. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's done with. It is. Yeah, I oh, believe too so. Too bad for the back page lovers. You know? <laughs> and what's up with, did you ever have to do any pimp shit like check one of your women or like were they ever in trouble? You know what's crazy? I'm going to be honest. I, I never could get myself to do that, but I would lie to people and say I did, you know, and, and because I didn't want to make it seem like I wouldn't do that because I would almost like. So my, one of my friends watched, like, was around. They were like, you literally, I've never seen this. I've seen a few pimps. You actually cooled your way into convincing them to do this. Most, you didn't, you're almost not doing it like a pimp. You're just being cool. Be like, hey, you know what I mean? Real this diplomatic. Is, this is, yeah, just real friendly and shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you're like the nicest guy I'd ever do something like this. So I, I guess that was, that was my persona. But I did have a fr- But I know that about myself. I, I think I'm naturally, I'm just a nice guy if you don't do any harm to me. If you, if you just mean well, I, I'm just cool to you. But like, so I had a friend that was cr- like a little bit off- not maybe the opposite of that. He will, but he would just. But he went a little too far sometimes. He would like punch you like a dude. And I'm like, God, I don't know. I just, I, I used to be like, Hey, man, don't punch him in the face. That's like you give him a black eye. They, no, no one was the fucking girl with a black oh, eye. Hell yeah. You know, so you're fucking, <laughs> you're fucking shit up. Don't punch in the eye. There's something don't wrong punch here. Him, I, I don't even know. Why. I was like, Don't punch him like in the knee or so, in the thigh or something. You know what I mean? Just, don't punch him in the eye. On don't top of their head the or some shit. Yeah, somewhere we <laughs> can't don't, see don't, no don't bruising. Do that man, come on. And I, I, that was my way of like, because I was too, because this dude could fuck me up. So I'm, I'm not gonna. It's like <laughs> I didn't want to be too. Cause he's always yeah, and he, and, and he was cool, you know. He just you know, I just had to uh, give him some money to wash my back, cause uh, just in case anything popped off, you know, he was always ready to go. Little protection money. No, you have to. You have to. I think you got to grease people, those wheels. People, are, people, you know, people see a weakness. Every we all have a blind side. You know? Oh hell yeah! And you got to cover that blind side. It's like insurance. It's like car insurance. It's the reason why we get car insurance. Oh yeah. You know, you might not get in a car accident, but you might just in case. You might not get robbed with a lot of money in your pocket, but you might. You know, and if you, you know, and sometimes that could prevent. And it's not like even saying like, okay, um, 
is it worth the money or is it how much if you rob me once for 600 is worth to pay him all that but this thing you might become a mark you know what i mean so you got to protect yourself from that. oh like, hell yeah, yeah that guy has a lot of money and you can see he's easy to rob if you get that on your head in the hood or in any 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 of the, the dark this the street life you're you're a target you're done yeah, that's you're, a fucked you're up folded. category you know it's like it's like uh jenka you're falling you're through yeah you're through man you're falling it, it is what it is and what's up with like um i know you're korean mm-hmm. uh what's up with like i know i heard i guess japanese but in the asian um culture that uh you know, as far as like you know like side women or like uh or prostitution mm-hmm. or whatnot as long as it's cool for the men, as long as they don't bring it to the house, is that bullshit or is there any yeah, truth I think, to that? I I I've never heard of it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it's like I've fucking some, some it, bullshit know. fucking shit that somebody be yeah. spitting. There's got to be maybe somewhere in maybe it is something in Asia that I don't know about. I, I can't tell you that it's false information, but <laughs> I know we're real, we're, we're we're real prideful people and we're really like the real like dominating. You know, I mean. It, throughout history, we've been like always like, I don't know. We treat probably our women one of the worst. You know what I mean? I think Asian people, in a sense, I, I don't know. I, I don't think we're very like. Uh, we don't give them. We don't give. I don't know. We just we. I think Asian people try to like cover everything up with money. You know, they're like, oh yeah, I, I wasn't around, but here's here's five hundred bucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? I don't know. Very unemotional people, you know, very like uh, they don't they show. That's why, honestly, we were probably the worst actors in the world. <laughs> you know, because we just I mean, that's why our mainstream has been off like 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 uh, we got to do martial arts for so many years to go anywhere in entertainment, especially in America. Of course, in Korea, that's your Korean. You know? Right. But, right. You know, but here it, it's I don't know. I mean, that's why when you have a great one that they shine so much. You know? Oh, hell yeah. And what's up with the, uh, okay, so was it different for you out here in the West Coast opposed to being out in uh, the East Coast? I mean, you know, I, I, what I want to say is like, as far as meshing with the black culture out there. Yeah. Uh, I opposed mean, to out here. The, oh, no, yeah, I the mean, same? I still made a significant amount of African-American friends here because that's, I think initially that's who I graduate, uh, gratitude, you know. Gravitate towards? towards? Yeah. But as time went, like, it's it's changed. Like I, I think I always said this, and I'm not saying this because you're here. Right, right, if right. If I was in, if I grew up in LA, I think I would uh, group around, hung around Mexicans more. Majority, because we're yeah, out here. No, no, yeah, and then like, I don't know. I just, I just vibe with you guys, well, you know, for some reason. You know what I mean? I would have been like that white guy in uh, American Me and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> or, or like that Asian dude, the Asian dude in American Me. Oh hell yeah! Like, just like I don't know. I, I just like how. It's it's because you we were speaking earlier. Mexicans are sometimes fucked up to each other. Yeah, to 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 each other, we're pretty brutal. I'm I'm sure Koreans a little bit more amongst you guys. Not that or, much. Not, not that as much. much y'all no. No. Okay. No, no, for, we I, are pretty brutal. And if you go back to that movie in American Me, that was a whole one of the points in the movies. Like you know, we didn't give a fuck yeah. if we had to kill one of our own. We had to kill one of our own just to tell them that we don't. Yeah, fuck but around. you won't, you guys won't kill somebody like outside your race. <laughs> <laughs> and the crazy thing is like. I, we're very brutal with each other dude very brutal with each other but to uh, to people like me like just amazing yeah, uh, yeah. amazing people like an, an, an mexicans are amazing you know and then i, I don't know like <laughs> that's a, funny you bring a, that in shit my up lifetime, i'm gonna be straight up with I, I might get heat for this whatever uh but like where i grew up there was a lot of puerto ricans 
a lot of Salvadorians. Not too many Mexicans. I, I met one Mexican my whole life in D.C. before I moved here. And okay. they were from L.A. And that dude was actually cool, right? But <laughs> in, in, in my life, in, in back home, I got screwed over and like like set up by, Mex- uh, by Salvadorians, Salvadorians and Puerto Ricans and like the crazy shit, right? So when I first moved here and I met the first few Mexicans, I just looked at the Me- uh, Mexicans the same way. Like, well, you're cool, but I'm going to keep my distance because... <laughs> And then it came to the point where when I found out they didn't do anything shady, where you know, you you know, sometimes they, people get in a position where they could screw you, right? And then they, they, they will or they and, will and, not. And, and nothing will happen because they're in a position where they could just disappear or whatever, right? This Mexican dude didn't screw me, and I was like, because he was like, you gotta give me the money now for this jersey, whatever. And I was like, man, this dude looks shady. He, <laughs> he, he lives in a shady part of town. But he said I have to give it to him now, and I can't go with it, whatever. So I just gave it to him, and he came back, and I was like, oh shit. And I was like, this dude. I guess maybe so. Sometimes I guess this is your outlook. And yeah, dude. And a, lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of. Uh, and I don't say like Latinos, but what I know of Mexican descent, it's uh, a lot of humble people, a lot of modest people. You know what I mean? Sometimes you get that wrecking ball. Yeah. Oh, for for, for the record, though, I love Puerto Ricans. I love El Salvador. I love everybody. <laughs> I'm just saying, I got screwed by y'all before, <laughs> and I, I and I've only been screwed by one Mexican. <laughs> out of like so many, but out of out of like, but like 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 no lie, I was, I was like I, I don't want to even tell you my numbers from Puerto Ricans and El Salvadorians because it's gonna sound like I'm being racist. You know what I mean? I'm not, I don't want to even tell you the numbers, but the Mexicans, man, good like, very honorable people, work hard. You know, like not like not shady people either. You know, maybe a little bit of hatred. Only, only if I want to say, if I want to nitpick Mexican people, I think honestly, you might think I'm crazy because you're you because because go you, for it, dude. Yeah. I think Mexican people are like like the the most decent people on earth. I I, I truly believe that. And dude, I don't want to say that that um, we're not. And I would say, as far as my experiences, like going from here mm-hmm. in Greater Los Angeles area, California, the Greater Southwest, even into Mexico, I've always seen that that they're very, I don't know, very nice, dude. And it's to the point where you just do something bad or what, you know, kind of not shady people. Yeah, they're not kind shady. of upfront and like um, more lovable. But like you know, like other like uh, Hispanic ethnicities, you can kind of, you get a different vibe. You yeah. know what I mean? Mexicans is the best. You know, like to, uh, in my in, uh, in my opinion, like everything. I, I I tell you, I tell you what made me really really think that we we're like one day, I take like me and like three black comedians, one Mexican comedian, one white comedian to the hood, somewhere I think it's San somewhere I don't know Riverside, somewhere where it was pretty hood. It was a uh, some kind of party. Some lady found me at a, at a show and one and hired me and told me to bring some other comedians. I go down there and it was like all like transgender women and and like giving like lap dances and shit and and with couples and and crazy right and then this dude foo goes up and just starts this comedian foo foo goes up and goes and just starts making fun of them going like dude dog or dog i know you i know your dad ain't proud of you dog i know you and the funny thing is they laughed so hard it made the whole room so comfortable you know what i mean he broke the ice yeah and it was like wow they're just such good sports too like you know how many people would be like offended sensitive and oh, about yeah. that and in 90 percent of cases would be like that but just because that's why that's what i think is wrong with comedy because just because everybody wasn't so sensitive it was like one of the funnest nights i've ever been a part of and it was had a ball yeah it was it was great because everyone would everyone from now on is going up to make fun of the situation and no one feels weird about it because the 
because the transgender people are all laughing hard. You know what yeah, because I mean? it could have went another way, but yeah, it, it could have been. It could have been, and, and I don't know. And they're all Mexican. <laughs> you know, I was, I was like, I don't know. I think any other race would have been offended. Yeah, there's a little bar right here in uh, Glassell Park. I don't know if it's still like that. There's a lot of little bars like that. Uh, the the lot of uh, at that time I didn't even know they were transgender. They're like transvestite. Like uh-huh. she so got you know, look, oh, damn, look at that chick, and they go, dude, it's not yeah. a chick, dog. You know, and I, you know what's bad? I'm not. I can't tell. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I just can't. I'm not good at telling unless it's an obvious. I'm, this I'm, is comedian. I, I mean, sleep on that too, dog. All that shit's gotten pointed out to me. I'm like, goddamn, check out the Adam's apple, dog. I'm like, this, oh, this is a crazy thing. I've known a few transgender people, and then, uh, and then my old neighbor was, and and like, and my friend's sister was, and I, I like to ask questions because I'm just <laughs> curious. I'm a very curious person. I got because when, when your life is so much different than mine, I, I kind of want to, you know, I just like to ask questions. And uh, I, I I remember asking. I was like, I asked uh, this is the questions. I said, when you tell a guy, because they both kind of look like girls that didn't look like. I didn't know my neighbor was a, a, a trans transgender until he told me. Neither and my, and my friend's sister transgendered pretty well. Like did a good job. So like you couldn't tell anymore. So I, I like to ask him. I said, let me tell you, do you guys tell guys that you 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 transgender? They're like they both said yes. And then I asked, what's the percentage? You know, and I asked one other. One, I asked actually three of the three. They run away or what? No, I, I asked them like, how, what's the percentage of, like, uh, like, like, basically, what's the percentage of yeah, guy? After you tell him what what you were, what, what would you transgender from? Would you I still want to have sex with you? This is the three answers I heard. A hundred percent, no guys turn them down. Eight to eighty percent, and then I think another girl said most guys like nine like like wouldn't be like one guy said no she said most guys so I, I was like wow that's that's incredible you know what i mean i guess people just kind of put that dick and balls to the side yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and keep it and keep it quiet i guess you know i mean whatever 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 you do whatever man. and that's one thing man if that shit wouldn't existed for so long i mean undercover you know that's just true man yeah. people just you know I mean, like I mean, why, get would freak on. why would they lie to me yeah, you know man. i'm just i'm just i'm just asking a curious question you know because i like i don't know i think it's intriguing to me you know because i don't know i feel bad for people i feel bad for them because i try to or try to go people's mindset like i feel bad you think you're a woman you're a man that sucks you believe that you're a woman like that's 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 that that, that has to be hard on a person fuck you know? yeah that's fucking very crazy yeah so i don't know <laughs> welcome to la yeah <laughs> mexican people are cool you yeah know? man and so what so you're out here in la for days what are you doing out here working hustling yeah i do stand up uh i, I, do, I got my own shop on melrose okay yeah um it's called flashback and you were always doing that stuff, always selling, always. Uh, yeah, man, like uh, all online ways. before. Yeah, all online before, different things, different ways. I'd sell anything, man. Didn't like, matter. Yeah, I, I'm just on. I was on like uh, eBay, just making a living. Really, selling everything. Yeah, because I don't want to work. I never <laughs> wanted to work. So if I needed money, I'll just do the eBay thing. And then just what mail them out to them and everything. Yeah, oh. like literally, I used to have like I used to mail out crates a day of like really? packages. Yeah, sneakers, this, that, whatever. Like I, I would do, I, I used to do this. Like I used to, Black Friday was like you. Sometimes Black Friday and sometimes like, like uh, like a like a DVD say like a DVD goes on clearance for like six bucks. I look on eBay and it sells for twenty. I like literally go buy them all. Like I'll go buy like I go to like every Best Buy. I like usually end up with like a few hundred. Sometimes like, you know, if it's bad, like only like fifty. But yeah, I would just go and I just and literally I just put them all on eBay and auction them all off. 
Yeah, that's all I would do. And they will all bite. Yeah, they all. I mean, yeah, because you check and see what it's already selling for. You don't just buy it and be like, oh, I got a feeling. This is, no, you, you. Every time I've, a lot of <laughs> times I've feel it. I got a feeling. A lot of times I've done that and it's bad. Like, <laughs> and, uh, it's not good. I've done that. Like, and, and it's worked out too. But, uh, but after a while, just like anything else, after a while, you kind of get, you, you set, your senses build up and you kind of get an idea. Because sometimes there's shit that you can't find records of. You know right. I mean? And you got to be like, hey. But sometimes that's good if you can't find records of something because you can kind of charge what you want, you know? <laughs> but it is like even at what Ralph's right here, like G.I. Joe, like a few like years ago, G.I. Joe movie came out. This is the last one that came out. And they had clearance. They, they had these toys on clearance for like nothing. I think it was like, like a few dollars. And on eBay, they were selling for like 25 bucks. And I was like, how many of you guys do you have? We have bucks to bucks back there. I was like, let me just buy it all. Really? You sold them all? Sold it all, yeah. First, you sometimes if you're not sure, just buy a few. And do you undersell them on eBay? You sell them for the exact same price they're getting bid. I try to get the most. You know what (laughs) I mean? I try to get what I can that, you know. So the internet's been real good for you. It's good. I've stayed off of it because I opened my shop and maybe that's not the it's good, but I could always expand. I need to get I need to open my website up now, you know, and then um because a lot of the like I don't know, a lot of times now what happened was like Every like I would I would make sales on eBay. I would just take the money and just put it in my shop, and I don't know. I, I need to I need to my shop is going fine, but I needed to keep that going too, you know. Like at least have your hub there, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean just just it's always good to have multiple sources of income. I think because when, if one goes bad, you're you kind of you're you're already, you're still good, you know. Yeah, man. And what led you to do stand up? Man, it's a crazy story. It might sound arrogant or proud. It's all gravy, but, but uh, uh, like. People kept telling me that shit. I remember like the one that you're people, funny. No, no, that I, I should do stand up. Like people that strangers. This is um, this is what uh, this is what uh, one day like I was at. I was eating at at a restaurant, and the couple next to me, the guy next to me, goes, "Dude, I sat next to you at a, at the mall bench one day, and you had me dying laughing. You didn't even know it. You know what I mean? He was like, you're you're hilarious. You should do stand up." And I was like, in my head, and in my and my wife's been telling me to do it, telling me to do it. People, my friends were telling me to do it. Then I thought to myself, I'm going to count a hundred people. If a hundred people tell me I should do it, then I'm gonna do it. Literally, a hundred people do it because people tell me all the time. If I if I count to a hundred, then fine. And finally, like, um, yeah, guy, I think it took like eight months, eight nine months, and people told me that shit. I was like, I, I would even take like the ones that you already told me that shit before. <laughs> and you you were an adamant. Yeah, and I was like, nah, whatever. But it, now now I'm counting. So and then I counted and got to a hundred and I started, you know. So I was like, "Wow, this is it's crazy." It would be crazy because strangers would come up to me and say that shit. Like 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 at a store, I would just be buying something and then they'll be like, "Like at the Sprint Shop or or whatever, you're getting a new phone, whatever." And they're like, "Hey man, you do stand up? You should do." Stand-. People still tell me that now, they, they, you know, because I'm, I'm not a household name. They're like, "You should do stand up, dude." See, people. Oh, uh, dude, me when you're a comedian, someone tells you you should do stand up, you're like, "Fuck, I am." Oh, fuck yeah. you don't say it just to kill yeah. the little thing. Yeah, you don't want to. Sometimes I say something. It depends, you know. If I need to pack out a show. You know, <laughs> and how'd you uh, how'd you do it? What what got you to the stage? Where'd you go? I went to Ha Ha, um, first time, and um, I looked, found, looked at him. Uh, my wifey looked, found it online. I went up there. Uh, man, it was cool. Like uh, first day, Noel Rod was there. You know, Noel uh, I Rod. know that. I know that. Noel film. Rod was there. Uh, 
and uh, this girl Nikki Davis Miller was there. We're still like all. It's funny. I talked to them both yesterday. Like we're still all cool, connected. Yeah. First from the first one, it's funny. They're not cool. I'm just cool <laughs> with both of them. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just weird, you know. Like, and they both booked me. Like, it be, like he gave me. I lied to Noel and said I could do ten minutes. You know, when I just that was my first day, and I, and I literally got off the stage doing like three minutes. You know, and because I didn't, you know, but I did good my first time. I got laugh. I got consistent laughs. Hell yeah. You know, I was still, oh God, I was a scary thing. And I, and so that, and then, um, uh, and Nikki booked me for a bringer show. She tries to convince me that she believed in, I mean, that she thought I was funny, but yeah, I might believe that, but come on, don't try to convince <laughs> me that I, I didn't have to bring five people. You know what I mean? <laughs> Try to clothe that little, uh, bringer show. Yeah. You just, no, she's like, well, you know, whatever. And I, no, it's just her trying to be cool, but you know, it, it, it is what it is. We stay cool. You know, she's, and no, her and Noel has been like it's crazy. Like meeting people at your first open mic ever, the first time you go in, and you're still just kind of cool. It, it, I'm glad it worked out like that because it, it feels like a, I don't know, it's a genuine friendship, you know. And yeah. We just all try to help each other, and I think it's kind of cool. Organic. Yeah. It's organic. You, there's no price for that. Oh hell yeah! It's not forced. Yeah. And how'd you keep it going? Just hitting open mics, or what'd you do? Yeah, man, I hit a lot of open mics, man. Right here out in the valley? Yeah, this so far this year, I've missed... There's only three days I didn't do comedy all this year. Like, every other day I'm on stage. No matter what? Yeah, no matter what, usually. Even if it's an open mic, regular yeah. show? Yeah, I do, like... Sometimes I do, like, four or five in the night, man. You know? That's all I do. I don't hang out. You know, be, be like, hey, you gotta hang out. Hang out, hang out. Like, nah, See, and that's a weird thing, too. I mean, you gotta network and all that, too. But it's like, damn, dude. I'd rather be good than networking. I don't know. Because I feel like... If you get, I feel like if you get, if you get a certain, if you get good to a certain point, people will be like, God damn, he's just, you, you can't take him and not take him. He's, you know, you got to take this dude. He's just way better. You know what I mean? If you really work on your craft, I just keep working on my craft. And I don't know. It's not the fame that drives me. It's trying, it's trying to be really funny. Yeah. It drives me. You know what I mean? It's just trying to be really good and better than, I don't know, just to be the best. And who did you, uh, did you look up to anybody? Do you have any influences? What did you start off like? I know a lot of dudes like comedians and they, you know, hit up on that era or. Eddie Murphy. Always. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Um, Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee. Um, yeah. I, I like Bobby a lot. And uh, Margaret Cho. Yeah. Both um, funny, dude. Bill, I mean, you know, it's funny. Bill, All four of them. But uh, my comedian, that's that was before comedy. I would think those guys, the people, those guys I liked. But after I started comedy, you used, yeah, I started liking Bill Burr more. Okay. C.K. I started fighting because I grew up around nothing but black folks, so I didn't really know. I didn't know who uh, Louis C.K. was. So you were just pretty much like uh, what they call yeah, urban, today urban, comedy. urban, and also Koreans because they're okay. Korean. You know, they're Asian. You know what I mean? Bobby Lee. Yeah. I don't know if I even heard of. I don't even know if I remember if I knew George Lopez was or or all these guys. You know what I mean? I definitely know Jeff Garcia, but I learned about all these guys after comedy. You know, I didn't know like like Mitch Hedberg. You know what I mean? Like you just learn about these guys and you're like, wow, these guys are really good. You know, they're just not on the radar like other people. You learn a lot, right? From watching the, the, all these different acts. You do it. To, well, how do you do your stand up? Do you write it out? Or do you just work it out on stage? Honestly, I never put anything on paper. It's no, kind of in my in my head. You know what I mean? I just kind of write one word that knows what joke it is. I'll be like, frogs, and then just open talk it about, up. Yeah, I don't know that. I, I don't know. I mean, my boy always tells me you got to write it down, and you you have to. He's he's a white guy that writes really well. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah all like, structured. Gotta, yeah, so structured. And but that, that's the thing. I mean, I'm both, dude. But you know, I obviously write 
a try to write a lot, but it is. Some people don't need that, dude. Yeah. Some people just don't, dude. I've tried it. Like Willie Barcena told me a way to do it, and then hey, dog. Yeah, he told me a formula, and it didn't work for me. You know, it works for him. He's right, like, right, right, right. Yeah, but it, not everything works for everybody. You know, everyone we're all different. You know. Hell yeah. And how do you like it? Like, I mean, you said you like it, you love it, you have fun. I love it, man. I love it. I don't know why. I, I mean, I, 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 this is how I know. I don't know. This, I, this is the night when I realized how much I love it. I remember there was a night, you know those terrible shows where everyone's bombs and everyone is just, 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 just like, the crowd was just terrible. Even the veteran that, like, that, that, that doesn't understand, <laughs> the guy that's been killing for 20 years goes up like... Man, I remember, I'm not going to say who was the veteran went up there. It was like, he's a killer. He's like, he's a mass murdering dude on the stage. You're killing me with he, the veteran. You know, I, I'm two, three years in. He's 20 years in. So, you know, he's on stage and he's bombing. Like, he's he's pulling out his heaters, right? And then and he, just, he just looked at the crowd. I was like, man, fuck y'all. You know, because he just <laughs> couldn't take it. But anyways, that night, he was cool. But everybody else, is pretty much every. it was one of those Shows where everyone else is pretty much in the first two years, three years, like relatively young in stand up, and everyone wanted to kill themselves. Like one guy, he didn't do stand up for like two weeks. I think one person quit now. Like they were just, everyone was just horrified by it. I was sitting in there like dying, laughing the whole time. I was like, you guys are fucking stupid. I was like, it's one night. You know what I mean? He goes, and we can't blame the audience. It's our job. We just didn't do our job tonight. You know what? But well, I'm going to be back tomorrow. It's all good. You know, why does this bother you so much? Shit. You know, who cares? I don't know. It's like a, like no real basketball player. You can, no, The greatest basketball player has missed millions of shots or uh, so many shots. Great baseball players strike out. That's what this is. You guys got to come back. Oh, dude, you're, you have a good outlook, dude. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I was laughing at how stressed out people were. Oh, yeah. It was man. making me laugh. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, you're seriously this mad? Like, just chill. Let's go chill. Just forget about it. Just attack it. Re, re. Because at the end of the day, you could say it was the audience, baby. You know, I don't know. They were tough. They were so tough. I remember that night, like, Jesus, like, nothing's working. You know what I mean? <laughs> Only people laughing are the comedians because they feel, because they know that they're fucked up. So they're trying to liven the situation by laughing, but that's not working. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> And we're like, there. I think there are a lot of like they were kind of pretty. They didn't understand English very well, and it was just a lot where you could you could even make excuses out of it, you know? Right. Like, but in my head, I'm like, you still should have. We still should have figured out a way. Whether you fucking fart on stage if you can't speak the English, you got to figure it out. It's to communicate job. with them, and it, dude, it's never the audience's fault. Yeah. Very rare. I'm, I'm sure there is. I never could say unless you're only time you lose. You, I could say, yeah, you fucked up if you're heckling. Oh hell if, yeah. If you're talking, then you. And we also, it's our job to shut it down. Oh hell yeah! You know what I mean. So, you know, it's so we it, it goes a lot on us. I mean, I don't know. I can't. I, I don't think I've ever been in a show where I could truly blame the audience. Oh hell yeah, me either, dude. I could never be like it's really their fault. Like no, because they came there. Oh fuck yeah! You know, they came there. They paid. They're spending time. You know, yeah, what I mean? it's not like they want you to bomb. Yeah, they don't want. No, none of them want you to bomb. They it's, want you to entertain. Yeah, them. but this is. It was tough. It was tough. And, and oh, this is another thing. Oh, I would have started stand-up actually a lot earlier when I was like, my old roommate did stand-up, right? And, and right here, here in L.A. In L.A., right? And no lie, I went to go. I was I was his bringer. You know, I go to his, his show. He had to bring five people. And so I went. And man, let me tell you this. There's still to this day, 
That is the worst bomb I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I've never seen a bomb worse than that in my life. Story. What happened? All right. So basically, so if you're not a comedian, you're not going to understand this thoroughly as you're going to. But basically, it wasn't even a comedy show. It was like a spoke. It was all black folks spoken words event. But they needed people to come, so they used him as a bringer. Right, <laughs> so, so he do, he's doing a stand up act in the middle of spoken words. So as not me being never doing comedy, I don't understand you going first. I don't understand that that's a bad situation. You don't get it when you're not a comedian. You don't get that that's t- very hard to kill. As you could imagine, when it's like my water's worth runs dry through my. And they're all saying poems and deep shit. This guy's going up there with new hacky jokes. You know what I mean? Like it, you know what I mean? And, and the funny thing is, these jokes I found funny. And I remember him telling me in the house, I'm like, ah, that's funny, yeah. <laughs> and it was funny in my head. I think in the right setting, they would have worked. You know what I mean? If if you, you know, didn't, you know, in the right situation. But he goes and then like he he starts saying his jokes. I remember his first joke. He was like, he was like, he's a black dude with dreads. He's like, yeah, I'm from the country. In the country, we got animals. And I got a dog. I don't know. He said something like, and, and <laughs> you heard, you could hear like the cars passing outside. It was so quiet. They didn't even get it. I mean, they didn't. They didn't want to get it. They're not. They want to hear spoken words. <laughs> they don't even want to see you do comedy. And, and it, I remember this funny thing. His boy played for the Raiders. I forgot his name, but he started praying for him. <laughs> he said he, his boy. No, his boy started praying for him in the middle of the floor. And you, it, it, he's kind of a loud talker, so you could hear him praying because he's so loud. Almost the whole room could hear him play. He goes, "Lord, honey, Father, please give my boy some laughs because he's just not doing very well right now." <laughs> <laughs> and everyone can hear this shit. You're right? lying, fool. Dead serious, right? And then, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then the, basically the, the the band. There was a band behind it. One guy just right in the middle of a set, he just starts hitting symbols. It it and it dude turns around and goes, "Hey, dog, you really gonna play your instrument in the middle of my set?" Is and the dude was like, "Homie, I think you need to pick up an instrument." And then he just, and then he just stared into the. After that, he just lost. I mean, I guess that just killed his confidence. That was like the rock bottom. Because he's new, you know, he doesn't, he can't recover. He looks into the crowd. He just stares at one of, as stares at my boy. That's it. Just stares at him. And then, all right, let's get on. And then he gets you know off stage. I think it was like four minutes. You know, it was a very short set. That shit can be a long time if you're bombing, dog. He was, he was, he was sweating and he was glistening. <laughs> sweat like he was, and that took name of myself. I was like, you know what? These people are rude. In my head, I'm like, it, wow, stand up is so hard. In my head, it is hard, but that was like a a wrong way to for me to see it. That 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 scared definitely scared me away from it for a while because. Especially at first, you're terrified about not getting laughs. Oh hell yeah, man! So like, I remember him saying, "I only got one laugh." I was like, "No, no, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't get any laughs." And his boy was like, "Well, he's a very positive and good guy." He's like, "Well, the good thing is, can't get any worse than this." (laughs) Like, but he's trying to be positive. From here on out, it's only going to get better. But he never, he never did stand up again. That's what I was gonna ask you right now. Never, he was done. That was it. That was it. And I was like, I'm not going. Yeah, because it's usually uh, if you bomb the first time you go up, you probably won't do it again. If you do real well, or you do good, or you do okay, you're probably gonna continue doing it. I think, um, yeah, I, I had, I was so lucky. 
my first mic was a girl. It was open mic at Ha and some girl decided to have her birthday party at the open mic, and there was like 30, 40 motherfuckers in there, and it was. I mean, no, the week before I went up there and I just watched. I didn't do anything, and I just I'm gonna come back next week. I'm gonna write these funny jokes, and I'm gonna fuck kill this place. I come back because <laughs> it was like three people in there. I was like, this is perfect for me to start my thing you know what i mean i go and come back and there's 40 motherfuckers in there which i fuck was terrified but it could it's the best thing that happened for me because like they were so hot they, i mean they were laughing at everybody like you know what i mean like that anybody could kill that room like I, I, when i when i really think back and think about it they were hot because it's, it's you know it's a girl's birthday party you know everyone's excited everyone's drunk in the middle of the day good you know, times like, yeah and so that's my first set in front of a hot 40 people like the first time i ever go up and then, and then, and then it went over well. Where people even came up to me, it was like, "Hey, man, it was really good. How long you been doing it?" And I was like, like "Fifteen minutes, you know, like not long." So that gave, they gave me a lot of confidence and made me say, "Yeah, I want, I want to do this." And and uh, Nikki and Noel both coming up to me and and saying really encouraging things. I I, I think that's why I, I'm I'm so cool with them still. Is because yeah, it's good fuel. Yeah, they just I don't know. They've always been encouraging. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you even when you start out, you could, you remember the guys that weren't encouraging. You remember the people that weren't encouraging. No, I remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. God, I've I, I know. I, I've already like I'm already past that. Yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah, whatever. You're yeah, you're yeah. You're, A registered you're, dick. Yeah, <laughs> and all the people, honestly, everybody, like, there's comedians that I still talk to, and then they're like, "Why do you talk to him? He's a loser." And I was like, "Yo, he used to book me when I first started." They're like, "So." But he can't do anything for you now. It's like so. It doesn't so, matter, man. So, and that's a, that's a real friendship. Yeah, you know I see. I mean? That's one thing I see about you, man. You got a good attitude. You got a good energy about you. I, I don't believe in. I don't. I don't believe in you just talk to somebody because they could do something. Oh for yeah. You, you know, I, I don't believe that. It sometimes you, uh, you us being a, uh, this being a genuine friendship. That's a lot. That's valuable. Oh yeah, man. You know, what I mean? that's priceless. That's, 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 that's valuable. And and, and and so one one person even said. To another about another comedian. Why do you hang around this comedian? I know they're a good person, but they, you know they're not shit. And I'm just like, yeah, but you just said what's the most important thing? They're a good person. You know what I mean? Like that. That's very important. I'm attracted to that because I want to be that. I want to be. A, I really want to be a good person. And I know I've a billion flaws, but I'm working on it. You know oh hell I mean? yeah! And pe- being around people like that, there's, there's literally a comedian. There's a uh, there's, like Noel. Honestly, believe it or not, Noel. Like, actually, the reason why I think it, it, it meant a lot, you know, his friendship means so much is at the beginning, like, almost, you get to a point in life where, you know, you you start to lose faith in humanity. You know, you oh, start, to, you yeah, start yep. to believe that all people are shit. Oh, yeah. You know, and then when I saw how he came about, like, this kid, Doobie, be quiet. Uh, <laughs> when I saw how he came, hold on one second. Oh, no worries. About we usually think uh, people are shit. Uh, one cool thing about Noel Rod. Oh no, no, he he. The good thing about Noel Rod is what he did was 
he restored my faith in humanity humanity almost yeah because i was at a point where i was like man i don't trust anybody i got screwed over by somebody that i'd known for like over 20 like 20 years that that i entrusted like like a really stabbed stabbed in the back really bad and where i started like losing my faith in people you know and then he and when i saw how hard he had it how his life you know like like he he's had one of the hardest lives i've ever like heard like he, his life is just terrible. Like it's, it's what he's been through is horrifying. And then, yeah, I don't, I don't know him personally. Yeah. I just know him but as he, far he, as like stand up and stuff. But he's still like a good outlook, a genuine person. Like he's a good person. He has good. He he means well at almost all times. You know, there are times when he gets. We're all human. We we all have our moments. He's human, so he's gonna have his. But it, generally, he's just a a good person. You know what I mean? Like. And in my head, and he tries to be good to everybody. It made me realize I can't let a situation change who I am. You know what I mean? Like this dude is still good, and he's been through way more than I have. And what I've been through was nothing compared to what he went through. And I was like, he's still good. He's still kicking. He's still trying to do well upon others. And which is, I, I it sunk in me to to just stay the same and try to be good because I always try to be good to the people around me and and and. But I almost went to a point where I started. Maybe I shouldn't be good. Maybe I need to do what I have to do to win. And and there's so many times where I I chose like the high road so many times, and I told myself. And then he kind of like straightened me back out, not without even saying anything, just by seeing how he was as a person, how he was to the people that he cared about, you know. And then uh, I was like, well, I gotta be good. No, that's what's up right there, dude. And I was gonna ask you because uh, there's one story that really like. Um, doesn't illuminate who you are, but illuminates uh, who you could be if somebody fucks with you. Oh no! <laughs> it's that one story you told about your dad's friend. Yeah, you, I don't know something about he was following you around. I mean, if you yeah, he was just following me. If, around. if you're not into telling it, it's all good. But it's cool. I, 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 but I it, talk it about just it. displays mad character and um how like I, I was young and you ain't nothing to fuck with. I was young and I was very like. Very just, um, I was into a lot of bad things. I was, I was, I don't think I was even 20 yet at this time. I was under, I think under 20, but I was, but basically my dad would just hop in his car and follow me around. And these were dangerous places. Like so I would go to places like Watts or South Central, like back home, like the places that are really rough. He would just follow and you would just catch him like there. And then, and so I, I remember telling him, I said, dad, you got to stop following me. We even like fist fight it over and everything like because he, he, he's, he's just worried, I guess. I don't know. But I told him, if you keep following him, if I catch you again, I'm just going to kill your best friend. And uh, he left me alone after that. And, and the weird thing is, I didn't like saying that. It was because for, it was for his safety. I, I was worried, what if he gets caught up in what I'm doing? I didn't want him. But and I don't think I even would have ever done it. Right. You know what I mean? But I just said it. So I know I wouldn't have done it. I just said it. <laughs> I just think I just think of like the worst thing I could think of to do to, to get him out of that. Because yeah, because you don't want there to be a situation. In the no, because he could involve him. He doesn't deserve that. You know what I mean? I deserve it way more than him because I'm there and I'm I'm welcoming that life. I'm I'm going towards it and I and I want and I'm wanting to be a part of it. You know, and I'm wanting to, and you know, and I mean, his relationship was never good. But I don't want to wish. But it's good now. But back then it was terrible for so many years. Were they very strict on you, or like what the fuck was up yeah, with that? It was like a weird strict. This is like a weird strict. Like I wasn't allowed to spend a night at anyone's house. I couldn't stay out after a certain time. Pretty strict that way. But 
I guess they made up for it by make by spoiling me. I was pretty spoiled. Like like we weren't rich, but I had everything you wanted. Yeah, everything. Like basically, because I live with this, I live with aunt and uncle. They had no kids. Mom, uh, mom, stepdad. And then my real dad's over there, and then my uh, and then I'm adopted. So my real mom still would every once in a while send me stuff, and then so I had grandparents, like I had basically like four sets of parents, and I'm the only kid. You know what I mean? Like even if they all give you a little bit, you have more than the normal regular kid in the hood. You know what I mean? Like you, just, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. Have, I could go to each parent and get. You had eight else. hands. Yeah, I had eight hands to get. get okay, hand sixteen shit. Yeah, I mean, like like they, I would say. About eighty percent of them were pretty generous, you know what I mean. We're very giving, especially my mom. You know what I mean. My mom was the most generous person. Like she would try to buy me like whatever she could if she could afford it. She would just buy it, even if it like hurt. Like even as a kid, like whatever, you know. And then my grandfather very spoiled the crap out of me. My aunt spoiled the crap out of me. They were all. I mean, they're all bad on their own. Like if, if that was my only parent and what they were doing for me, that's already spoiled. But there, it's three of them doing it. So I don't know. It, it, it was very, 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 very good in that way, but I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't go out at night, so I would always sneak out. And I, yeah, I was really good at sneaking out. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd sneak out all the time. I was going, you know, I was going to go see hookers at sixteen, like go just to try to become a pimp. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, if I could, I'd go. I'd be in the club at fifteen, sixteen. But it, it, I already went to the club enough, I think, before I was 18. Like, whenever I could go, I would go. If I had, like, a hookup or something, knew the bouncer. By the time I was allowed to go in the club, I was You're like, already over yeah, it. Yeah, I'm over it. I was like, eh, whatever. Your parents ever trip on you because you were hanging out with black kids or anything? That, that was all that was really around. So they couldn't, like, really they, blame I mean, They can't it. really, yeah, they can't really, you know, like, be upset with it. Like, when I was, um, I was engaged to a black woman, and my mom was like, all right, I get it, you know? <laughs> She was like cool with it, you know. So, I mean, she would prefer that I marry somebody of her, but she was like, "Hey, she gets it." She wasn't like, you know, causing issues about it, you know. Too it was too bad, but. And how'd your folks, uh, the ones that raised you, land over there in uh, D.C.? Well, they they're from North Korea. Okay. They moved to China and then moved to North Korea and then moved to moved to America. That was it. Mm -hmm. And they they fled North Korea. Yeah, my, no, my grandfather did. Okay. And then uh, the crazy thing is he also took his neighbor's kid. Because they wanted him to get out of there? He just get out of there. He just made him take the kid. I think my dad was, my, my grandfather was like almost 20, like 18, 19. I Damn, believe. young. And, 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 and took his neighbor's kid. The neighbor's kid was like 11, 10, 11 years old. So they just went to China together. So like it's weird because, and then our families. We're not related, obviously. But they were neighbors when they were you know, Korea. You know, in Korea. So, but like our families still see each other's family still. I think this might be the last generation to do that because, like, you know, like uh, I would say, like, um, like, like uh, you know, my grandfather's passed, and his, the, the, the man is an old man now. You know what I mean? He's like my grandfather was nice so he if he was alive today he'd be like 103 so the dude's like probably like 80 late 80 probably like 90 something now he's still alive uh, and then um i get i think once he passes it's we're probably but our families have been like spending every christmas and new year's together really yeah the bond like continues yeah it, 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 but I, I pretty much think it's gonna end once he passes i think really i, I mean i think because so, i don't hang I, we're cool we're cool like i love them they're like they're like family but it's like weird because you see him like every once a year that's it so you know him but you don't really know him but you right. know him. 
You know what I mean? It's, it's a love. tradition. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a tradition. That's a lot. And it's love. But I'm pretty sure it's going to. I mean, not that I, I would love to keep it going, but you're in D.C. and I'm here. So I go and keep it going. You know, I, every time I'm back home, I, I go. I go And uh, see, if I go back for Christmas, I always go see them. But I think that's a. It's, it's, I think it is beautiful that they stayed and, and they made this beautiful situation here and they have there's a bunch of kids now you know like it's a big you know they, he had four kids they all had a bunch of kids and so it's like a you know it's a lot going on you know? <laughs> it's a lot going, so no it's cool it's cool to just to see that they kept the thing going for like 70 years almost you know hell yeah but, man but, that's but, a beautiful but, thing yeah, though. it is but i know where you know just being honest where i know it's gonna go that's all we ask man Hey, dude, thank you very much for doing this, man. For sure, Robert. Thank you for having me, brother. Likewise, dude. I mean, shit, I know we're really, you know, putting the little talons on the surface and scratching a little bit, but, dude, just a little introduction and somebody I think is really, really cool in the game, no, man. I appreciate you, man. You've always been great, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. Well, keep shining, brother. And uh, what are your handles? Like, oh. you fuck with Twitter, Instagram, I'm not Facebook? on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter no? that much. But, uh, on IG, I'm on there. I put out sketches. Um, you see my dates on there. It's at Dante Chang, D A N T E C H A N G, and that's it. Really, I'm really on. I don't. I, I'm, I have a Twitter. You can follow me if you want. Uh, I, don't, I don't update it too much. Every once in a while, I retweet some shit. But IG is your shit. Yeah, I'm usually on IG or Facebook. But Facebook is usually like I don't know. It's limited. And I'm already. Yeah, at, Facebook you is can't weird. Even send me a friend because I'm already at five thousand friends. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Well, with that being said, dude, thank you very much, big dog. Thank you, brother. I'm out. Yeah, man. Thank you guys very much for listening, dude. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, please uh, leave uh, a comment on the iTunes uh, charting system. Let's get that shit pumping again. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, check out Dante Chang. Follow him on social media. Other than that, uh, I want you guys to have a wonderful rest of the week. And to those folks out in uh, Utah and Salt Lake at the Jordan Landing uh, Wise Guy Comedy Club location, we will be out there uh, this week, uh, the 10th through the 12th. Have a wonderful rest of the week again, and uh, keep shining. And check out this tune. Yeah, man.